Hi everyone, host Brian Holland here. Very under the weather with a cold, but I'm just going to quickly bash out these plugs. The San San Circuit, the Australian division of the ANRPC, the Android Network Player Circuit, is underway this coming weekend, the 7th of May, at Good Games Melbourne. So if you don't have any plans, come down to Good Games Melbourne on Lonsdale Street and play in the first San San Qualifier. If there hasn't yet been announced San San Qualifier in your area, it's not too late. Chat to your favourite local game store about getting in contact with us here at thewinningagenda at gmail.com about hosting a San San Circuit. If you'd like to see us do more things like the ANIPC, more exciting tournament-related, content-related things, then the best way for you to show your support is to jump onto patreon.com slash thewinningagenda and choose a reward tier that suits you. My personal favourite is the $2 tier. We do four episodes a month, so if you think that the episodes that you've been listening to are worth 50 cents each, we'd really appreciate it. That's all from me. Please enjoy episode 81 of The Winning Agenda. Good evening, and welcome to The Winning Agenda. Tonight our panellists include 2015 Regional Champion and 2015 Australian Nationals Top 8 Competitor Wolfie Hurry. Hey, how's it going? 2014 Australian National Champion and 2014 World's Top 16 Competitor Jesse Marshall. Hello. Avid Netrunner player and administrator of the Women of Netrunner group, Alexis Spicer. Hey, how's it going? And I'm your host, Brian Holland. So uh, welcome to The Winning Agenda, to our special guest, Alexis. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well today. Joining us in the middle of what I only assume is a very like happy and sunny California afternoon. Oh yeah, it's beautiful no, out. It's good, yeah. Yeah, it's cold and sleepy on this side of the planet, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, tell us a bit about yourself. How long have you been playing Netrunner? Um, I've only been playing for about a year and a half, but we've been playing. We have a pretty small meta here, but we're pretty active. Cool. And what, like, got you into the game? What what appealed to you about it? Were you playing, did you play uh, other similar games previously, like uh, CCGs or LCGs before? I mean, I've dabbled around. Um, I used to play the Pokemon trading card game a little in high school, and I have friends who play Magic, but um, one of my friends just randomly decided to pick up a corset when we were in a game store one day, and just kind of took off from there. What were your first impressions of the game when your friend picked it up and you guys sat down to play? Well, first thing that we um, really liked is just the whole um, concept that it's asymmetrical and that each kind of each faction was like super like personalized. Like you could actually pick like a faction that appealed to you and it kind of had like reflected things like about yourself that you liked. What did you gravitate towards first? Oh, definitely uh, Shaper and Wayland, and I still they're still my favorites today. Ah, person after my own heart. So, uh, and what drew you to those? Well, um, I'm studying architecture right now, so I'm kind of more of like a creative kind of inventive type. And so the first Mm -hmm. thing I like, the first card I saw in the pack was Kate. And I was like, wow, like, she's really cool. Like, I've never really seen anybody like a, like a female character in a game like this. How does your uh, love of architecture and buildings uh, match up with Waylon's love of destroying them? <laughs> well, like alleged love of destroying them. <laughs> I guess it's most akin to the corset, the building a better world, like in the concept, like the Jack Wayland, how he wanted to save humanity before he got kicked oh, out of space. I yeah, think, I think it's a great, great opportunity to get in a very long philosophical discussion with Wolfie Horrig about who are the real good guys in the Netrunner universe. I was oh, going yeah. to mention it, but that can be like the next step. <laughs> no, I, I think you should uh, briefly tell us what you think about the spurious allegations against Corpse and how good they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corpse, I'm sure, have done a lot of good things for the world of Netrunner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Beanstalk was uh, just great for humanity all around. 
Oh yeah. Well, I, I can totally understand that. Um, and where did you go from there? So you you built your first sort of Wayland and Shaper decks in the core set, and then what made you keep going and buying more cards? For a little bit, it was just me and like one other person like playing all the time, and then we first would get our first data packs, and then eventually we'd start to get more of our friends into it, and then we kind of got a small group of like four people, then found some game stores that played it even more, and continued to buy more cards and get even more people into it, and now we've kind of formed our own small meta here on the Central Coast, and it's we're still going, and we're still getting more people, and it's a great time. Also, oh, it's great, so you guys are kind of like the progenitors of the uh, Netrunner scene on in your in your area. Yeah, we're from a pretty yeah. small college town, so and there's a pretty active like gaming scene. So we're slowly getting people into Netrunner. I think we got somebody to buy a core set like just the other day, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's great! Yeah. It is it is quite contagious. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah, then the community is good. Like see that. them coming slowly more and more, and then suddenly they want to know where they can buy a collection for cheap. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, we've had a ton of people buy some collections off like Facebook and all that. That's some good stuff. And so what's the what's the medal like for you at the moment? Sorry, have you been playing many store championships? I've only played at two so far. Um, one was really small, but the other one was um, a pretty decent size in like the LA area. Um, and it was honestly pretty varied. Um, like, of course, there were a couple Wizard decks, and I met a, a couple Valencia still, but... In general, I was shocked. Like, I was expecting to just play Food Coats and NEH the whole day, but it was a pleasant surprise. A couple Waylands, yeah. I was pretty surprised about. Re- representing? Huh? Jesse's over here trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> just so emotional about it. And well, what did you? What have you been taking to the uh, store champs? Okay, um, the first store champ I went to, I brought um, like a variation on Jesse's first Argus deck, the How's that fair deck? Yeah, I love that deck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I brought um, a Chaos Theory Stim Shop, which unfortunately didn't do too well that day, but Argus carried. Oh my god. I only Did lost you murder some people? I actually didn't kill anybody that day. It was all, what? It was all rush wins. It was insane. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing about that deck, right? No, and Jesse can attest to this. If they don't run or they're too scared, then you just score points and win. Yeah, one game, I like the first game I played it was against the guy who ended up um, winning the store champ, and I won the game behind a wraparound. He just <laughs> and he was playing uh, Dumble Fork, and he just nothing you could do, do anything. The wraparound. <laughs> no. And then the other one was behind an unres quandary that they thought was an archer. That was embarrassing. Oh god! Uh, yeah. That's good. Oh, I miss playing that deck so much. And, uh, and Jesse's uh, brewed up the the 2.0 version recently. Oh yeah, I've taken a look at that. I'm really excited yeah, to try it out. It's hard adjusting to the data ravens, I think. But uh, Jesse, you've still been enjoying it, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that you've been enjoying it, Alexis. Um, yeah. How, how did you go at your next door champs? Did you take different decks? Um, yeah, I actually tried out the Artist Colony Fansite Haley decks. Uh, what do you, how do you do with Fansite? I just, you, you sell them to your Artist yeah, Colonies to do silly things. Yeah, you just feed it to the Artist yeah. Colony. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. like, being able to grab a Plascrete right away, or grab a Clot and stuff like that, like, weird phases, but it was okay. It's a little slow, and it didn't do too well, but I've just been riding off of Argus mostly. That's right, so you haven't, you haven't sought your corp around, just sticking with the Argus? Yeah. For the time being, what changes did you make? Because you said you uh, you played a variation of the deck. You obviously still playing wraparounds for uh, Faust and Keyhole and Eater and all that kind of stuff. I think. Did you uh, change anything else that was just for playstyle or personal taste um, or flavor reasons? I think um, in the in Jesse's first one, I don't know if there was a Crisium. I ended up throwing one in, and then just personal taste, I put in uh, Chronos Project instead of the Futures Now. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. Just that was more like a local medical. Yeah, that was because medical is perfectly understandable. And uh, yeah, I think Chrysium was another answer to that same problem that yeah. wraparound was in there for. So yeah, yeah, no, that's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. Are you um, heading to any more store champs this season, or are you done with that for now? I think we're going to be heading to regionals in a few weeks, which I'm pretty excited for. Ooh. I'm going to bring a new runner deck. I'm going to bring um, Apocalypse Kate a try. So look out. Oh, cool. <laughs> look Apocalypse out. Kate. Oh, I suppose if you get like a million clicks you know, from like a half a driver, you can pull yeah, it Yeah, I've got Hyper Driver and Chameleon. It's been working okay, but we'll see where that yeah. goes. Don't, don't forget that it blows up your own stuff. Oh, that's... the only time I ever cast... The only time I ever played Apocalypse, I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, my own stuff is going to go away too. That's when Aesop really <laughs> comes I still, still did it, but like... <laughs> I'm sure that's not yeah. something that you frequently forget if you decide to put yeah. Apocalypse in your deck. Yeah, well, yeah. I said I only forgot it once. Makes good so. Aesop food. So you recently created the Facebook group Women of Netrunner. You're the, are you the, you're the admin of that group now with a few other people. How is that going? That's something that we're really interested in, like, diversity diversifying the uh, Netrunner field and, and creating, you know, safe and inclusive spaces. So um, how has is, how is the Netrunner group for women been working out? Oh, honestly, like, I couldn't be, like, more happy with it. It's turning out really great. We get, I mean, we're not too big right now. We, like, just hit 300 people. But every day we get people posts, or we get a lot of women who post, and they're like, yeah, like, I really want to get into Netrunner, and maybe I just play with my husband or boyfriend, but I've always been, like, just too anxious to go into a game store and just being able to try and break those barriers that I guess just women in general have into gaming. So this is a great place to be able to talk about um, the game that I like to play and hopefully get the courage to finally go out and play the game with more other people. And was it that sort of story that you'd heard or encountered yourself in terms of the difficulty of approaching tournament spaces that was one of the reasons you created the group? Oh, definitely. And I can say that I'm not, like, the only one. I'm not, like, saying my case was any different than in any other experience that a woman might have had. But that was a huge turning point. Like, before when I've played games, I've never really gone to many public tournaments or anything like that usually just played in small metas but now that i've actually been able to experience myself i guess there's just kind of an inspiration that like you know what like i know there are other people who have felt like this so it's time to make a change here it's 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 been really good and like i mean i watched it on the day that you uh, opened it up and i was when it first came up i was checking i was like oh it's like there's like 40 people in there and then i went to bed and got up the next day, and there was like 200 and something. I was like, oh, that's really, really great. There's, there's so many, like, there was clearly a call out for that kind of space to be to be needed and utilized. Um, are there any plans to be, like, running any uh, events or anything from that exclusively for women? Actually, yeah. Um, me and the other admin of the group that I met at a store champ a couple weeks ago, we really want to start um, or host a women's tournament in the LA area because it's definitely, it's, uh, it's, it can be really, it's just ridiculously intimidating going up, like, as a woman and going into a tournament and just seeing, like, going in there with the mindset that you think that people are going to treat you a certain way and then either experiencing it or hearing stories. It's really scary, and there are a lot of barriers that women face, like, just in entering gaming at all. So, like, our goal with the tournament, I guess, is to provide them with, like, a tournament environment where those barriers don't exist so that they can figure out, like, oh, like this is really something I want to pursue and kind of help give them the confidence so that maybe then they can start going to other main tournaments and store championships and stuff like that. 
What are some of the things that you think the community at large can do to make those environments more welcoming or accepting or, or to, you know, maybe try and ultimately put an end to those, you know, uncomfortable situations that you were describing for new people, particularly women coming into those environments? I think definitely um, a first step is calling it out when you see it. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard, like, but being a bystander is just kind of being a part of the problem itself. So just starting out, and if you see something weird happening, like, don't just kind of put it off. Like, make an effort to make it stop. Because when it's happening to you, it's kind of hard to say something. But so then if somebody else kind of steps up and is like, hey, like, what did you just say to her? Like, it makes a big difference. Yeah, and I think it's important to probably highlight as well that the kind of things that you're talking about aren't necessarily overt or and sometimes people don't even realize that they're, you know, treating somebody differently. Like like what are some examples of, you know, maybe, you know, without going into you know, too much personal detail, but like maybe stories you've heard or things that you've experienced that uh, maybe people don't realize they're doing is making you uncomfortable or or is really incorrect. I know a lot of the assumption like me personally, like when I have gone to a star champ before. I've had it happen where person you're playing against assumes that you don't really play games. That's like, oh. And they're like, oh, I can tell that you really don't play card games. It's like, excuse me? Like, it's just a, like an underlying kind of like thought that if you're a girl, like, you don't really play games that much. And does that is that sort of in the pre-game banter that you'll often have with your opponent as you sit down and have a game, just sort of being aware of how your assumptions are informing what you say? Is that... Yeah, I've had that happen, like, when I played against somebody, like, it just kind of started and we were just making small talk, and he was like, oh, like, do you really, do you like play any other card games? And I said, oh, no, not so much. And then in the end, during the game, he ended up saying, oh, like... I can kind of tell that you really don't play games. It's like, like what? It's just oh. yeah. yeah, no, it's like it. And I think sometimes, like I mean, I've witnessed it as well. Like sometimes, some some guys will like offer advice, or, like try to help you, and they think that they're you know being nice by like helping out a newer player or someone who doesn't know. But what they're actually doing is just assuming that you need the help and that you don't know how to play. Is is that something that you've heard happens? Like it's something that I've you know witnessed and and heard happens frequently yeah the same actually the same person i mentioned before who was <laughs> acting like yeah. that um i was playing my argus deck against him and i had a false lead scored and every single turn of his he would do something and be like are you sure you don't want to use your false lead i think you should use your false." i'm like i know how to play my own cards and it's just yeah. it's hard sometimes because it's almost like unconscious like even um like, I mentioned that issue, I posted about it on the Women of Netrunner page, and even, like, Damon Stone himself, he's like, I, I sometimes, like, remind people, like, of false lead, but I really didn't know that it could be in, like, a condescending way. So it's just, like, part of just becoming more conscious of it, I guess, because sometimes you don't even notice. Yeah, I guess the thing about microaggressions is that it's not always from the person who's performing them's perspective it's not always something that they see as being possibly offensive but just the sheer volume of things from the um, other person's perspective can become can the sheer volume of very small things can lead into something where you're not sure if what the person offering the friendly advice or sort of friendly advice is saying is from a perspective of do they really like 
would they say this to anyone or are they targeting you because of some characteristic of yours? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, sometimes it's just impossible to tell. And I guess, like, if for any other women who might be like, feeling like this, just to don't be, like, nervous about bringing it up. Like, if somebody's making you feel weird or whatever, be like, hey, like, I know how to play my own cards. I know the rules of the game. Like, you don't need to remind me of how to play. And I think that this is a sort of serves as a salutary lesson for anyone um, in treating people who are not, perhaps you'd say, traditionally a part of a particular environment um, and learning how to be accepting and be um, welcoming in a way that makes people feel comfortable. It's a really hard thing to do as a member of a majority community to recognize all those little things that you might do that could come across the wrong way. Um, and I think that what you're doing, Alexis, is such a fantastic initiative with creating a space for the women in Netrunner to come together and talk about these things and to let each other know that it is normal to be a woman and play Netrunner and it is accepted. And I think hopefully over time, as more and more women feel comfortable in going to gaming spaces and there's a lot more visibility, hopefully that will break down a lot of those initial feelings that people have and worries that you were talking about? I mean, is that one of your aims to try and make it, I guess, so that a woman who's thinking of taking that step of going into play at a gaming tournament doesn't have all those expectations about negative things that might happen? That's definitely, like, the goal of, like, a ton of people. Like, I guess the biggest criticism against the group is that they're saying, oh, you're just keeping everybody in a bubble. Like, that's not helping anything if you just are segregating them from everybody else. But the goal, I guess, initially, like, primarily of the group is to get like women into the game show them like you know like the stuff that happens out there isn't right and get them into an environment that's comfortable without the barriers that they'd face like going into a regular tournament so then at some point maybe they can start going into the game stores with everybody else and then over time more and more women will be going to these events because they've been able to experience it in a comfortable environment and then Hopefully, over time, we'll get a little more variety. Yeah, I think the kind of people who say that sort of thing must be operating, <laughs> if we want to talk about those kind of people, uh, is much... I, I think it'd be important just to touch on it, just because there's always a chance that somebody like that may sure, be listening. Sure, I, I guess uh, the point is that people, the kind of people who might say something like that must be operating from the principle that things are like okay, or even now, or that the issues that are in place now don't necessarily need to be solved because otherwise I can't really see how you think that any sort of initiative unless you think that the there's no problem now any sort of initiative is like you know uh, splitting up the community like what do they think is happening in the community now do they think like things are, perf- uh, are like regularly equal or like there are no barriers or I just really don't. It's like the whole, I don't see it, it's not happening to me, and I don't see it happening, therefore I don't really think it exists, which is really yeah. weak. <laughs> it's very weak, very unfortunate, and hmm. also very common. Yeah, I was just saying, I think one of the, the easiest ways for people to understand, because we all have some ability to empathize to varying degrees, is through hearing the stories of other people, and that's why I think it's so powerful, Alexis, for you and other women in the Netrunner community to have a space where you can talk about and clearly articulate the things that you've experienced and then come back to the rest of the community and say, look, here are the things that we've all experienced. Um, when we experienced them alone, it was really difficult 
for us to, you know, articulate them and put them in a broader perspective. But now that we have been able to do that and to talk to each other and to come up with some strategies that we think all of you could implement to make this space more comfortable for us, here they are. And I think that could be a really, really valuable way to have a dialogue rather than seeing it as a segregatory thing, um, seeing it as a way that the women in the community can come together and sort of talk about their concerns and formulate proactive, uh, positive actions that they and the rest of the community can take. I think that's sounds like exactly what your approach is and I think that's a wonderful way to move forward. Oh yeah, and I'm so far we've been having a lot of discussions like just like that in our group so far. It's just going like way better than I ever thought it would and it's just so cool to see it happening. Uh, and the other thing that uh, is probably worth mentioning uh, is a, a lot of people assume that uh, groups called Women of Netrunner that it's open for women only, but that is not the case? Oh, uh, definitely not. Um, It's definitely open. It's Primarily, like, people need to keep in mind that, like, this is a space, like, for women to talk about their issues. It's not your replacement Netrunner geeks because it's going down the toilet. It's not, like, a place for you if these issues don't pertain to you. But, I mean, we're not going to – it's not an exclusionary. It's not an exclusive club that you have to be a certain type of person to be able to enter. Like, if you support women in the gaming community, go ahead. And it's really helpful to be able to see – like, not as a woman, um, being able to hear all these people's issues and kind of help building up that empathy in yourself towards all of them. Yeah, exactly. I think it might be a good idea for some people to join the group um, just to read, like, some of the stories and, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence that people have shared on there that you've described just so they're more aware of the type of things that are setting up these barriers. But I guess um, as sort of men coming into that environment that's designed to be a space for women to um, talk about these issues and to feel safe in doing so. It's probably a great sort of practice run for men in how they could better behave in general spaces in terms of just taking a bit of a backseat, listening, not participating in the conversation or purporting to um, tell the women what their experience should be or how they should be feeling about things and just really listen. Which can be actually fairly hard for a lot of men, so it's a, it'd be a good exercise in that self-discipline as well. Yeah, we've had a bit of a, like, at the first start of um, starting the group, we had a bit of a problem with that. We had, a like, a thread going on where somebody was saying, like, oh, I'm going to say that no men are going to be allowed to really comment on anything, and it was a man saying it. So it was like, mm. please, like, don't, like, try and police the group or whatever. Like, we're the, no. like, we have our kind of, like, loose guidelines set up, and you need to just sit back for a little bit. No, that's really good. Well, I look, I for one look forward to hearing how things go, Alexis. And as things, as time goes on with the group and more discussions happen and more women sort of share their stories, I'd really, I'd really like to hear, I'm sure the other guys would as well, a little bit more from you about how that's all gone. Oh yeah. And just, I guess the only thing I can say now is that it's going just fantastically. And anybody who's interested in joining should definitely hop on. And the group is called Women of Netrunner. Uh, just lastly, uh, I know you did mention that you eventually want to do, you know, tournaments and things like that. Do you have any other, like, long-term goals for the group and the community? Well, I guess, like, the end-all long-term goal is to just start getting women to go, like, go into the game store that you weren't really able, that you weren't really comfortable with, like somehow get the courage to go to that tournament that you've been kind of anxious about and to just long end goal is that in general that runner spaces can be a little more diverse. Hulse is here by the way. 
Hello, hello, welcome. Oh, hey, sorry. I'm sorry that I'm I'm so late. Um, late late to jump in the conversation. <laughs> um, uh, Alexis, uh, just wanted to know: Do you have any other advice for local metas that want to be more welcoming to female players? I honestly think that hosting like women's nights or women's only events is a fantastic way. Or even not just women, but a lot of people have suggested like couples events because a lot of women aren't really comfortable going by themselves. But if they can do it with some like a significant other who's comfortable in the store, it can really help them get more comfortable playing the game. Why is having women-only netrunner or couples-only netrunner tournaments important for making women feel more comfortable taking that first step and going into a game store? Um, and what is it about those events that might, I guess, lessen the impact of those worries that women might have about going into a game store and how they might be treated? I guess being able to experience, like a tournament or just a play night in general of um, mostly women or being able to do just like a couples type thing. Just, I guess, comfortability, like playing the game in public, um, meeting the people in the store. Um. Uh, do you think an element of it might be that uh, the way tournaments are normally structured uh, is something that's not explicitly inclusive of women and because the traditional environment has been quite male-dominated, women feel like they're pushing through some sort of barrier just to be there, uh, whereas if you phrase or you frame a tournament as being specifically targeted at including women, it removes that element and it just makes it that little bit easier? I mean, there's definitely a reason why like game stores and tournaments are male-dominated and it has nothing to do with like the differences in men and women itself. Like, it's not, like, some intrinsic difference in men and women, which makes men more interested in going to tournaments and game stores than women. Being able to go into this environment where you don't have these barriers that you feel going into, like, a regular game store or tournament can really help somebody figure out, like, oh, this is really something I want to do and something I want to pursue because I really enjoy this game. And then hopefully, like, it's hard at first because you can get comfortable playing in, like, a women's night or a women's tournament. But then when you decide to take that step and go to the next game store, it can be, or, like, a regular quote-unquote event, it can be really hard because you could be maybe, like, the first one to be doing that. But the goal, like, the long-term goal is to get enough people realizing, like, this is really something I want to do that... Over time, we can get a lot more women going to these events. And, and I guess for the, the few men who, as we spoke about, uh, voiced their concerns uh, that those kind of events are ex like exclusionary or anything like that, I think it's important for those men to realize that while they, uh, that particular single event is not structured exactly for them, that every single other Netrun event ever has been. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they just need to relax and realize that this kind of thing is really good for the community, it's good for the growth of the game, um, it's good for the growth of gaming in general, uh, which is great. Diversifying these kind of things is really, really important. We've had a lot of people um, commenting and saying like, oh, so you're telling me there's going to be a prize and I'm not allowed to try and earn that prize? It's like... Yes. Jesus, oh, like that's so superficial. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there are there are scholarships directed at particular groups of people in society all the time, and nobody from outside those groups. Well, hope not. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll go not. along well, and listen. complain and say that I should be eligible for that scholarship too. Yeah. Mm. I know that I'm joining very late, and that the majority of the questions that I could possibly think of have been very well covered, but um, I wanted to say that personally, I really appreciate something like the Women of Netrunner Group. Because this is actually something we've discussed previously on the show before. We've kind of touched on 
that these kinds of groups are really, really great to help grow the game, grow the community, and to make you know people that feel excluded out of certain events or or being able to participate you know to the full extent of enjoyment of the game it brings them back in and so thank you and thank to any, thank you to your team that have been working to bring more people into this group and support um the women of netrunner team oh yeah i'm just so happy with this group thank you so much is there anything you want to say in closing alexis or any shout outs you wanted to give um yeah did you plug the uh la tournament did you say like when it was going to be on a kind we haven't quite decided on a location or a date yet but we're definitely aiming for some time this month hopefully this month um probably towards and the end wh- where can people where can people look to find out details about the event definitely just keep an eye on um the women of netrunner page that's the best way to find out what's going on I think we have a poll going right now. Um, it's definitely going to be in the LA area, but we have a poll going right now. It's the specifics in that to see where it would be easiest for people to go to. And is there anything you want to say in closing just before we wrap up? Join the page. I mean, it's a great page. Even if you're not a woman, it's for everybody. All right, uh, that's all the time we have this week for The Winning Agenda. If uh, anyone wants to get in contact with us, you can do so at thewinningagenda at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Winning Agenda and go like our Facebook page, The Winning Agenda. And don't forget to check out the Women of Netrunner Facebook group uh, entitled The Women of Netrunner. Is it The Women or just Women of Netrunner? Just Women of Netrunner. Just Women of Netrunner. Yeah. Type that in. Excellent. You, you see um, the, the poster girl. Is it Liz, Liz, Liz uh, Lizzie Mills? Mills. Liz Mills? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We love Liz Mills. Oh, I love her. Excellent. Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. See you, everyone.